Good evening, Patriots, and today is Tuesday, February 7th in the year 2023, and East Coast, you are now into Wednesday. I can't believe it's already Wednesday, or we're soon to be there. I swear these weeks raced by, and yet each day seems like it's got more information than the month before. Unbelievable amounts of information and change that are happening around us. The pace at which things are moving is stunning. It really is. And that's one of the reasons to really be aware of what is going on. Make sure that you're doing all that you can to preserve your wealth because they don't care about your wealth. You should. Patriots, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's all the more time for you to be proactive. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARS to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Remember, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. Text it. You'll be happy you did. It's awesome. You know, these. you're going to be hearing a lot on the conversations that I have here about artificial intelligence. And it's because it is a hot topic. We've been, it's a pressing topic that's as urgent as the consequences of the vax. The, the bio, it's really the bioweapon. The bioweapon has been a predominant theme for almost three years now. And almost everything that we've talked about, the bioweapon has been there, whether it's the functionings of the bioweapon or whether it's the decision process people went through, the propaganda, the feared motivations, whatever those things were, we have had a constant talk about the injection, the bioweapon, for close to three years. And it has made some difference, I think perhaps a lot of difference in people's lives as they've been able to hear it and share these messages, but equally to be strengthened by understanding information, having knowledge first and foremost, and then to strengthen our faith to get through. And as things happen, that was one battle in a much bigger war, in a war that ultimately is going to continue until either we win or we lose. And we're not going to lose, but when I say that, lose, because this always provokes things. It's like, well, God's won. Yes, he has. But where we play out in that is going to be up to us. God won in the flood, too. But a lot of people didn't suffer well. So... We have an important role to play in all of this. And that role is going to continue to grow 
in the end, as we lean into God more, I believe that we're going to begin to start to see the manifestation of the supernatural God in all that we do. That means bringing healing, casting out demons, doing those things that Christ has led us to do, that we will do greater works than he. We are only going to get there, though, with the proper orientation of our heart in all of this. There is no question that these acts that we're seeing perpetrated against humanity are done by people that are nothing less than evil. And what's worse is there's many people that have jumped on board that train because they themselves have been co-opted into these evil events and are so self-driven, self-focused, and so afraid of consequences that the only thing that they feel is they have to be part of the evil in order for themselves to ultimately survive. And that's where we come in in a big, big way. And that's where repentance comes in in a big, big way. I'm going to share a story with you today, and then we're going to get into some Matthew. But I went into the dentist today, and I just some other work that had to get done, and fortunately the last bit of work that needs to get done. Um, and I, I enjoy my dentist, and I think that the staff that he has are amazingly talented. They're very uh, outgoing in their personalities. And there's a young lady that I've mentioned before that I was very impressed with. She's in her early 20s, and she's accomplished being the implant specialist at this clinic, and she's wonderful. And sadly, today, um, she shared with me some realities that she's facing. And again, this is a young lady that didn't go to college. She went from high school right into a, an apprenticeship program, has studied and passed all of her state exams, and is certified as an implant specialist at this dental clinic. And the amazing part of that is two things. She knew what she wanted to do when she was 14 years old. She studied on her own outside of her schooling and gained all the knowledge she could and then did this apprenticeship and studied more and took these exams and has passed every one of them. And she is uh, really a, a huge success statement also to the dentist himself, who I have the highest regard for. Because he, he allowed this and facilitated this to happen. He's also the only clinic in town that didn't mandate masks when we went into the face diaper insanity that happened across this nation. So, again, a lot of respect for him. Well, today when I stepped in and we started our normal chat and unfortunately... Yes, you know where I'm going with this. She's taken the vax. And I'm going to ask that we pray for her. And she was very candid about it, and she's been praying about it. But I want to just kind of tell you my engagement with it, because, you know, I say often here that um, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat, and I don't play one on TV, nor am I an investment advisor. And so with that statement, I actually kind of said that in the office today, and I made it very clear. I said, I don't have bedside manner. But I said, I'm going to tell you the truth. 
I said, I've been doing this for three years now, every day, 17 times a week, and at certain points more than that. I work with some of the, I have had the opportunity of sharing in ideas and, and discussions and research with some of the best minds in the world on this topic. And I consider myself fortunate that a number of them I consider good friends, one of which is Dr. Lee Merritt, another was Dr. Kerry Madej, another is Dr. Eric Naputi, just to name three. And so I kind of laid that framework down and I just said, listen, this is what I think you're dealing with because she's dealing with heart issues now and her heart's been hurting and she's had to deal with the consequence in her own family. Someone who's died and another person very, very close to her in her family who's suddenly become, who's had to have a triple bypass. And the common denominator is everybody took the vax. And her comment to me was, once I told her what I, my opinion, and I said, so I, I said right away before she had a chance to respond, I said, I want you to get on Dr. Lee Merritt's site and I want you to follow her protocols for antiparasitics because this is the theory that she's working with that I think has the most comprehensive framing of what's going on, that this technology that's been put in people in this injection is causing a mass overgrowth of parasites that have been put in us, whether they're natural or or man-made that is causing the explosion of parasitic growth. And this is probably one of the greatest opportunities that we have to save people at this point in time, combined with a couple other things, which we'll get into in a minute. But I mean, that those other things are not really relevant to this conversation anyway. And she just looked at me and she said, you know, you're one of the only people I've been able to talk to it just told me the truth. And I said, well, that's what I do. But I said, here's the deal. I said, it's not just a process. It's not just a protocol. You also have to realize this is a spiritual war. And I said, now I'm not going to get preachy with you. I'm not going to proselytize. I'm not going to make any statement to that end. I, I am a proud follower of Jesus. But I can tell you that Jesus heals and you need to pray and you need to repent. And she confided in me that that was a process she was going through, but it was appreciative of the directness. See, my point of this is not to single out anybody. I don't know where she's at. I prayed for her when we were there. But we have to get direct to the point. And God really led that today. And that's not my normal way. If you know me at all, I don't, I don't go walking in with a sledgehammer. But we're not at a point right now we have much time to waste. And people's lives are at stake. And regardless of what the outcome is of whatever type of healing it is, the first and foremost healing we have to put forward to people is spiritual healing. And sometimes that means going right to the point, whether it's comfortable or not, and just speaking the truth. 
And anymore, I, I've, I find myself in this place where I think it's truly the sort of the spirit type warrior fight. It's probably the most powerful thing we can do. I, you know, I was truthful up front and I, and I'm sharing this because this is really had God led it today and it's not me. I don't want this taken in any way of me. Like, look what I did. I'm trying to share with you a story that God led me to do today. Very unexpected. And what's amazing is if you've, if you have been paying attention to the prayers we've been doing over the last weeks, I have been praying that the people that are in need of healing be put before us to have an opportunity to experience what it's like to meet somebody who's bold enough to proclaim Christ in their life and to point them in the direction. Well, God did that today in a big way. Dropped one right in, literally right next to my chair. Totally unexpected. And I do pray for this young lady. She's super bright. She's super talented. She has an amazing personality. She has a, she's vivacious in the clinic. She's got a great life ahead of her. Yeah, and I, you know, from what she shares with me, she's got a, a, a nice growing relationship with her boyfriend and all this sort of stuff, which is all fantastic. And I mean, on one side of me, I will tell you honestly, it infuriates me what this system has done. And I, I mean, vengeance will be fathers. God will, will, vengeance is God's and he will deliver. But our role today was so right in my face was your role is now. And you have a time frame. You can't beat around the bush. This is in between. And it just, there was one small cavity in my teeth. So, I mean, and the dentist is super efficient and super good. So there's not a window here where we get to like, okay, let me soft knock around this and tiptoe around this bush and climb over this wall. And let me just kind of see if I can delicately know. I'm just going to tell you where the path is. And that's as God led me. It's like, just show the path. And I'm like, okay, father, I'll show the path. And you and I both know, all of us know that that can be a very uh, offensive thing to some people. And it's like, okay, if it's offensive or not, that's not my role here to be tiptoeing around this because the fact is that what God was showing me and reminding me today more than anything is this is love. And love isn't easy, but this is love. And this is how we engage to move into this. We have to be able to strike and strike decisively, focused with the love and the compassion in our heart for the other person. And this is one of those moments. So, you know, I'm, I'm prayerful that she will continue that path. And, you know, as, as I would do, I, gave her my email and said, you know, email me. I'll send you some more links, which I've done. The work is on her, though. I can pray and will pray. But like everybody we encounter now, it's important that we place truth before them. I don't know what's coming. None of us do. We don't know the time or the hour. But we know that something big is shaking. We can feel it. The world is moving so fast. And we're starting to see even leadership freak out a bit, you know. I mentioned in the previous show, or one of the shows, maybe it was earlier today. I mean, General Flynn was on with Seth Holhouse. And just Seth asked a simple question about, 
cue and the and what General Flynn had to say with that. And General Flynn got fairly indignant about the fact that no one's coming to save you, and it's a disservice to your viewers to talk about anything like cue. And it's like, you know, I mean, first thing is accountability. I'm like, I want to say like, all right, dude, like chill it because you're the one that hands out wristbands with where we go one, where we go all letters. And you also did the oath and you've got been retweeted and posted by Q a billion times. So let's not do the holier than thou stuff. At least start with an honesty, like, okay, I came to the realization that Q was X, Y, Z. Fine. I don't care, but don't start going after everybody. That's the first thing. But what that shows me is what it really reflects to me is a, a lack of deep relationship with Christ. Look, we've talked about Q here over the last few years, sometimes very deep into a Q decode. I've done those. But the one thing that I can honestly say that is to always balance that within our love of Jesus, no matter what that is, because Q is not a worship. It was a tool, a mechanism, and a framing. And, and that those t- things change over time as our intelligence sh- it, it develops, as we develop a bigger optic and picture of what's going on, a deeper reality. Example, the injection. We focused, so many people focused on Fochi. I didn't. I hate that man. But another, another point is, is that as we followed it, I probably had could have come up with some suggestions, but I did not see it coming that literally this thing was incubated back in 2013 and likely with the Defense Department's partnership with Pfizer and Moderna and the other labs. I mean, this was a designed weapon of war that was released and unleashed on the public. That leads to a massive amount of accountability, and it leads to a lot of questions to every single person that was in government, in high levels of clearance, in high levels of intelligence. And some of these questions are going to get very difficult for some people. The person who walks truly with Jesus is going to be able to speak boldly and truthfully and succinctly without having anger, just speaking truth from the heart. And they'll have to be assessed and as they are. And then as we walk in this world, we have the same duty and responsibility to speak into people's lives as that opportunity and door is opened. I didn't kick the door in. The door was open for me today. I walked in once it was opened and I laid out the cards right before them. And I did it with truly with a loving heart. I just don't have time to waste. None of us do. Matthew 24, starting with one. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call attention to its buildings. Do you see all the things, he asked? Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out for no one, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to the persecuted and put to death. 
and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm at the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when you see when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through prophet Daniel let the reader understand then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house let no one in the field go back to get their cloak how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not, come, had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there, there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or he, here he is, in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For a lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as the twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that the summer is near. Even so, when you see of these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I, the part of this that strikes me always is the trials that we, are being, we will be put through. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. In the times now that we live, so much of what we live can be seen in this passage. And whether or not this is prophecy for today or whether that's a reflection of something else, there are parallels to what we're seeing here that are very profound. 
I'm cautious to say that this is exactly where we are right now because we really don't know. And that's literally what will follow here in a moment is the day and hour of unknown. But we do have things to pay attention to. And most of all is the strength in our faith enduring these trials and these times. As the persecution has continued, as we have seen death, as we have seen pregnant and nursing mothers suffer, as we have seen the elderly be killed, as we have seen the youth be marred and maimed. There are many that choose to put their head in the sand and walk away and pretend that nothing's happening, to allow themselves to live in the illusion that nothing is that dangerous. And even adding to that even more is this rise now of artificial intelligence. Even people that understand artificial intelligence are going to try to argue it's not that dangerous. It's just a matter of how the algorithms work. It is that dangerous. Because what's dangerous about it is its lure. Just as people willfully rolled up their sleeve to have something put into their bodies, which they had no idea what it was, which was openly stated as an experimental injection that had never been tested on humans, had caused death in every single lab animal ever tested on. That is the mRNA component of it. They still did it. Because they were blinded by fear and, and lacked the depth of worship and intimacy with Christ to give them the strength to endure. I don't judge them for it, but these are simple facts that we can validate. Some people didn't care. Others feel people felt, they felt like they were coerced. Coerced because the decisions they would have to make were difficult. Maybe it was the job. Maybe it was the benefits of the job. Nonetheless, God provided an avenue out because nobody was forced to take it, at least not in this country, that we know of. Elderly were perhaps different because those Nazis that were around those clinics, many of them forced injected the elderly, didn't give them a choice. May those elderly rest with Father, and may those that injected them find a nice place in the pits and bowels of hell. But we are in a time of dramatic changes in our earth and in the world that we know. Truth in itself is one of the greatest destabilizers. It in itself is shaking the foundations of everything we know and everything that we have associated with. And truth is a mighty sword. And we're seeing this percolate up. And yet, in spite of all the, the truth that's out there, and there's an immense amount, it's hard not to bump into the truth of this injection. What you see, and you can see it just by the tenor of the conversations, you notice there's no more screaming in the public square about people getting injected. You don't have any more Karens in the store screaming at you to leave or you're going to infect them because you didn't wear a mask. We don't have the threats from the government or the threats by people and, and great citizens of these corporate governments claiming that if we don't get injected, we need to be rounded up and put into internment camps. All of that echo chamber has been destroyed. And we have dutifully walked that path with God, taken those slings and arrows. And we're still here. So all of that is still there. And yet, that memory is there, and yet we continue to walk on. And 
the truth now has started to percolate up. And those are because those things are not visible in our public space anymore. They're not jumping into our face anymore. You can tell that there has been a significant tidal wave level shift in the narrative. So why aren't they speaking out? And we don't know the exact reason, but we can sure as heck surmise that the truth has become so profound that to speak out, they now become vulnerable to have to face a truth that they were part of a lie. And so they choose to walk away from truth. Many do. Those that are truly confronting truth are embracing what they've done. They're accepting accountability, and now they're seeking to do better. That's a huge shift. We don't have the option of walking away from truth. People think they can avoid it, but they can't. And that leads us to this next level war, which is AI. Because now, just as many things happen, AI becomes that escape. Chat GPT is an escape. You can play with it, have it write fun things, have it write articles, have it write poetry, have it do your business plan, have it write your paper for high school, have it write your first three paragraphs for your journalist article. That just happened the other day. And many more things. And it's an entertainment as it's been presented to keep the sheeple asleep. And that's why this new topic has to be spoken of from every mountaintop of what's coming. This enemy is not dumb. They're not stupid. They're well-engineered. And much of this enemy is the same. It's one party, two faces type enemy. Everybody is out towards trying to take control of humanity, giving humanity the best options. And we're being channeled again and again into these places, being told that there's only one way out. Their only way out we know of is through Christ. It isn't hyper-accelerating our integration into some stupid AI with brain implants or chipping because those people that speak that way speak from an agnostic base they have no relationship with God. I don't know if they believe in any sort of power of God, but they at least don't have a relationship with him. And they accept it. The fools that project the things like the ideas of convenience that think that having a digital currency is a good idea or that using these chat bots is going to be helpful in making their lives easier. They're foolishly being lured into the convenience of humanity, which ultimately leads to our destruction. Those that prevail here will do the hard work. And they will walk that difficult path facing the persecution that will come. It's already been here. And I should not fear anyone because any time I hear that we're being persecuted because of our beliefs in Christ, I say hallelujah. We were warned. That means we're doing the right thing. Because our Lord and Savior told us that we would be because we believed in him. Praise God. It is our resolve, our resilience, our insistence on speaking truth and walking that line that will continue to be the salvation for many that would not otherwise encounter it. 
every one of us has a responsibility now greater than we ever imagined. We know that for the large part, our pulpit is broken across this nation. It isn't that there aren't good pastors. It isn't that there aren't good churches, but it is so scattered around and infiltrated and so in embedded into the into a quagmire of at least average, if not just straight up derelict and blasphemous. That the true following of Jesus, that true light and love in Christ, that experience of having an intimate relationship with Jesus needs to be brought to the people. That's the beginning of true healing. And it's where we have a tremendous impact, literally, to do greater works than he. We must present the power of Christ in our lives as we live, breathe, and walk. And it must be everywhere. And that, to me, was the big nudge from Father today. And I'm good with it. And I'll do it again and again. Because we don't know the time or the hour. Matthew 24, starting at 36 now. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding in the handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Realize how profound that is right there? And it's speaking of something that this is not the end. This is the, and, and this is the point is that there's such a traumatic shift and it's so sudden that it will catch everybody off guard. That means our daily commitment. We have no room for, for stumbling. We have no room for idle time. We have no room to say, oh, we'll put it off till tomorrow. Every moment we have right now is critical. In any other time of my life, if someone had said this, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because I grew up with this sort of urgency in my life. And I've told you those stories. Literally, like every Sunday, someone would decide it was a good idea after church to come up and tell us we were going to hell or something. And it was always always the, the fanatics always wanting to get you in their church. That was their recruitment method, that you need to get Jesus or you're going to hell because revelation's coming. All right, whatever, got it. And of course, it was always a timeline, which they were blasphemous in even saying it because it says right there in, in Jesus's own words, but about the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. And so I don't say these words with like, hurry up, hurry up, because it's the end is coming. What I'm saying is we are in a time of traumatic and dramatic change. And that can't be denied. We've never seen an upheaval like this nor imagined one of any time in our lives. And yet here we are. And we've endured it very well. 
but we've endured it well because we continue to stay truthful to that path and that walk and that commitment to Christ. And so now, as I say, what's really on my heart to share is that it is time that we have to bring that into the world. That's the discipleship. It took approximately 350 to 400 years for Rome to fall after Christ was sacrificed. And that work was started by the seeding of churches by Peter and Paul. So if you think about that, we may be in that type of a time frame. We might, it might be three or 400 years. That's nothing for God. But the work that we do right now is absolutely paramount because it will set the conditions for future generations and the growth of the love in Christ as it continues, as the world begins to and continues to unravel. AI is going to offer an opportunity that we had not foreseen. It's it's a fun shift. It's a peaceful, loving shift in many people's minds because it will give them something that will protect them, something that will start running government agencies so that we can have be more efficient policing that will be done more efficiently and even perhaps being able to predict future crimes so that we're safer. Everything is going to be about efficiencies, which is ultimately about destroying the heart of man. And many will embrace it. They see it as an exciting new future because they've been through this supposed trauma. All, most of this has been engineered. The Antifa riots matched by the fights with police in the background as big industrialists and property owners sweep in and buy up the property that Antifa burns. I'm sure that's not a, I'm sure that's completely a coincidence. It just so happens that every single place that BLM or Antifa burned to the ground and reduced the value of the property, big buyers came in and snagged them up. The whole thing's been rigged. It's been engineered from top to bottom with the whole intention of leading us to a way of trying to turn our eyes away from God and ultimately to a single world government that will be run primarily by an artificial intelligence, which was created by the hands of the psychopaths. And the fanatics out there, it's already happening. We're the Christians. They're the ones we believe in Christ. The ones that believe in that supernatural mumbo jumbo. They actually believe that hands-on prayer can heal people. They actually believe in demons. They actually believe in the miracles of raising the dead. And they believe that even if they believe in this wonderful, amazing God of theirs, this supernatural God, they actually believe in something that Christ said, that they could do greater works than he. Ah, what craziness those people are. See, that's the world that they've created around us. And you know what? I see that as too bad for them because that gives us all sorts of room to operate. We have to be seeking that power of healing through our hands in prayer. We need to be seeking that power to help those that are truly sickened by this injection. We need to steal away their victory and put it back in the hands of the living and loving that seek Christ. Continuing at 42, therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. 
so you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that Suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards. The master of the servant will come come on a day when he does not expect him. And in an hour, he is not aware. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. There are a lot of amazing people out here that were misled, made bad decisions, didn't bother to take time to research, trusted in an institution they were supposed to trust, i.e. their doctors, wasn't even politicians. And they've been harmed, if not permanently damaged or killed by this injection. That battle that we fought was ferocious and from an informational space and an emotional space. And we survived it. And in the process, many, whether we realize it or not, many were saved. And so now we're in that next round where there's a silence on those that are dropping dead, a silence on those that are being injured. You have doctors that are outright lying about the cause of these heart attacks and other issues. There is, they're as bad as Big Pharma themselves. But what we need now are efforts to bring about the miracles of the Father. We need to be combining the wisdom that is coming out of the doctors and, and scientists that have been looking for solutions, not bearing their focus on the dead and dying, but now stepping into that next level of healing those. And using that combined with the power of prayer and and all that can bring, the power of healing and hands-on and all that Jesus will lead us to do, this is that hour. And it's an hour now to start shaping and changing people's lives. I will guarantee you, for every person that is saved spiritually, that then gains re-strength physically, we gain yet another powerful voice in this movement to awaken the many who are dormant and need to learn and be awakened to the love and power of our Lord and Savior Jesus. That mission is, is incredible. It makes no difference who's in power at top, who, whatever monkey orchestration they're going to do for us to watch. This is literally a kabuki theater of a stupidity that we keep buying into. Our real mission is on the ground. Our real mission is truth. Our real mission is love through sometimes brutal truths. But our real mission in the end of the day, even in brutal truths, when we are speaking in love from the heart and forgiveness of the heart to seek a healing of another human being that God created, there's not much higher calling than that. And God's given us an arena to operate in with 
that needs more of that than we can ever fulfill in a lifetime. Let us pray. Father God, tonight we just pray for miracles, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the supernatural God, which is you. We pray for the opportunity to put hands on. We pray for the opportunity of prayer to heal. We pray for our hearts to be open to the gifts that you can bring so that we can be the administers of the, and the bridge builders to help people relight that fire and love for you. Send me, Lord. Send me. For this is a time now that your remnant is here. We witness the horrors of what has happened. We watch the fools as they try to deceive themselves by taking people off to another way or worse, defame you in the public space, thinking that they can mock you and get away with it. That justice, Lord, is, will come by your hand, and we know that. But our greatest justice that we can deliver is the healing of the sick, the casting out of demons. And for each that seeks that, let them find the resources that they need be put before them. Let them find the calling in their heart to understand the first steps. Let them gain the wisdom that only you can give to lead them. Let us not be intimidated about preconceptions of what is or what isn't, or the fools and naysayers that try to tell us it can't be done. Instead, let us embrace the possible, and let us embrace the supernatural, and let us embrace the true power of the supernatural God and the powers that you bring and deliver to us. Guide us and protect us in these times. We say these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. And I think it is an exciting time for this. And there will be difficult times in this. And there will be doubts. And there will be hesitation. And there will be a lot of things. But the one thing that's amazing is that we are, when we step into this place, we are stepping into kingdom authority. And I guarantee it. I've already had this conversation on another event with God when I was hesitant to do something. And he asked me to do. And his words to me were simple. You're walking in kingdom authority. Now act like it. I hear those words now as reminders of where we are each need to step. This isn't enough just to sit on the sidelines, wave our rally flags, pray and just hope that something happens. This is time now to be involved. And just because we put hands on somebody and pray doesn't mean we're going to see that miraculous event right before our very eyes. That's an expectation that isn't ours to carry. But one thing that's absolutely certain, we are called to pray. We are called to pray for the many. We are called to pray for the sick. We are called to pray for the casting out of demons. We are called to pray for the dead. Let us pray. And let us pray viciously and relentlessly and ruthlessly to crush and slay this enemy's hold on a belief system and narrative that they hold over people's heads that somehow the supernatural God has no power here. That's a lie. And it's a lie, unfortunately, that too many have bought into at one level or another. We can be the breakers of that lie, the chain breakers ourselves. Let us be that. Iron sharpens iron. Each one of us can help one another. 
Let us raise prayers and let us declare war. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest depth. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body. Close to me, look how it is.